Texas election, election challenge. Who's asking for a redo in Harris County as Texas lawmakers file bills to create new election laws in the Lone Star State. And it's here what we're learning about the arrival of the XBB sub variant of Omicron here in Central Texas as hospitalization rates are on the rise. Look at this high temperatures reached 79 degrees today, but don't expect this kind of weather tomorrow for the weekend. First warning weather is coming up. And thanks so much for being with us here at 5. I'm Daniel Marino. And I'm Britt Moreno. Now, we could have a new Speaker of the House later tonight. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy won over some opponents in his own party today. The House is set to return for a 14th vote at 9 o'clock this evening. As Alice Barr reports, today's drama comes on the two-year anniversary of the deadly January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Progress today in the Republican rift holding up the House of Representatives. On day four of voting, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy finally winning over a chunk of the far-right members who've been blocking him from becoming House Speaker. My father always told me one thing, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It comes after intense negotiations yielded a series of concessions that water down the Speaker's power. McCarthy allies say it's really about building trust. That the House is going to be run in a more open, a more transparent, and a more accountable way. But some hardline opponents remain unmoved. As one spoke against McCarthy today, several fellow Republicans walked out. The scene of political turmoil comes exactly two years after a much darker day on this same House floor. When the violent mob of insurrectionists attacked our capital. Lawmakers remembering the second anniversary of the deadly January 6th assault when supporters of former President Trump tried to forcefully disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. President Biden awarding medals for defending the Capitol and protecting democracy to police officers as well as election workers and officials who ensured the people's votes were counted. We honor a remarkable group of Americans who embodied the best before, during, and after January the 6th, 2021. A day of reflection about the importance of a functioning democracy as Republican infighting in the House stands in the way of doing the work of the American people. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. The Justice Department's investigation into the Capitol attack continues with more than 900 arrests so far and dozens of significant prison sentences. And as lawmakers in D.C. reflect, Texas lawmakers continue claims of fraud and suppression in our elections. Ryan Chandler looks at the new challenges in Harris County and how concerns have already led to a push for new election laws in Texas. It's preposterous. It, that's not the way to run an election. In the country's third largest county, an election challenge. Texas officials are calling the largest ever. At least a dozen Republican candidates who lost there in November are asking the county to throw out the results and either declare them the winner or call a new election. There were concerns that people were turned away from polling locations for various reasons. There were concerns there wasn't enough paper for the ballots to be able to be used. So there's a range of different concerns that several of the challengers have brought up. Harris County calls Friday's filings frivolous attempts to overturn a million voters, telling the candidates, move on. But one of Harris County's state senators says it's not over. Absolutely, there's going to be more election integrity bills. He's already filed a bill to create election marshals with the authority to investigate complaints and even bring criminal charges. I believe that some of these decisions were malevolent. 
and there will be criminal penalties for it when these bills are passed uh, by both houses because it just can't happen again. But the experts reiterate, these challenges are long shots and elections have long been secure. There's no widespread fraud that leads to people being disenfranchised. And I think it poisons the public to believe that elections are somehow problematic. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. And another bill filed by Royce City Republican Representative Brian Slayton would allow the Texas Attorney General to fine local officials up to $25,000 for failing to enforce election laws. And another filed by Forney Republican Representative Keith Bell would allow the Attorney General to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate instances of election violations. Last year, the Court of Criminal Appeals upheld a ruling that found the state constitution requires the attorney general to get permission from local prosecutors to pursue election crimes like election fraud. Austin Public Health is saying Travis County's Community 19 community level has increased from low to medium. Now it says COVID hospitalizations have almost doubled since last week and the new highly transmissible Omicron subvariant named XBB1 is now showing up in variant samples right here in Central Texas. It is rapidly replacing prior subvariants of Omicron nationwide. Vaccinations and bivalent boosters still provide a certain level of protection and reduce your chance of hospitalization. Well, we've just learned that a six-year-old student is suspected of shooting a teacher at a Newport News, Virginia elementary school today. Police have not released the teacher's condition. No students were injured in the Richneck Elementary School attack, or shooting, I should say, and the police chief there says this shooting was not accidental. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it was a gray, cool first half of the day, especially right up and down the I-35 corridor, but right on schedule after about lunchtime, the clouds dissipated and now warm, breezy sunshine. What an evening out at the Lake Travis camera. This is on the Oasis restaurant weather cam, about 400 feet above the sinking levels of Lake Travis. 78 degrees right now, feels like spring. 76 in Dripping Springs, 76 in Georgetown, 78 even in downtown Austin. Enjoy it. Coming up though, the weather is going to look very different when we wake up tomorrow. We're tracking the weekend storm that we've been talking about for days. New today, when some heavy rain is possible and where that's most likely, also the most pleasant time for your weekend plans. David, thank you so much. The country's unemployment rate has fallen to three and a half percent, and that's the lowest it's been in more than 50 years. Today's December jobs report shows employers added 223,000 jobs. Wage growth was also less than expected, which analysts say is an indication that inflation pressures could be weakening. A judge has suspended the law license of Alex Jones's attorney, Norm Pattis, for six months. The judge said Pattis released the unauthorized personal medical records of several Sandy Hook families during the Connecticut defamation case. Pattis is one of Connecticut's most well-known defense attorneys. He said he plans to appeal this decision. In a statement to NBC Connecticut, Pattis said he is currently in Washington, D.C. for the Proud Boys insurrection case. Well, there's more good news out of Cincinnati tonight. Doctors are saying they have removed DeMar Hamlin's breathing tube. The Buffalo Bills safety has been talking with his family. And today, during a FaceTime call, he spent time with his teammates just four days after he collapsed during the first quarter of a game against the Bengals. The thing that <laughs> makes me laugh is, is he did this to the guys, you know, right away. Um, he flexed, he flexed, uh, he flexed on them, I guess. He made the heart heart symbol probably more than anything um, and then he gave him a 
thumbs up. So, uh, and then somewhere in the midst of, of that, and it was a little bit hard to hear, but he, as you'd imagine, he said, uh, he said, I love you boys. And, uh, of course I think I got the guys. While the NFL announced this afternoon there will be a moment of support before this weekend's games, and teams can paint Hamlin's number three in Bill's red or blue on the 30-yard line. His teammates will be wearing a patch with his number on their uniforms. A new drug approved to treat Alzheimer's, and this is a big deal because there just aren't many medicines to slow it down. A Texas homeowner trapped by tumbleweeds. Her struggle and why they may be so bad this year in West Texas. And one of the two volcanoes on Hawaii's Big Island that went silent a few weeks ago has roared back to life. The FDA approved a new Alzheimer's drug today, shown in clinical trials to slow cognitive decline in patients in the early stages of the illness. The drug Lecanemab will be sold under the name Lecanbi. It's a monoclonal antibody infusion given every two weeks. It aims to slow the progression of the disease by removing clumps of beta amyloid, long thought by scientists to be one of the main causes of the disease from the brain. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, Big Tech meets Big Ag. Jake Ward shows you how the future of farming could be robotic. Typically here at the Consumer Electronics Show, it's all about, you know, flat screen TVs and fancy gizmos. But we're also talking a great deal this year about farming. And that's because it reflects really the reality of the world we're in. We're in a changing climate. We're expecting billions more people on a planet that's going to probably have anywhere from 30 to 50 percent less farmland. And that is where robotic sprayers and other pieces of farm equipment come into the mix. We'll be looking at the ways in which a small family could conceivably run tens of thousands of acres worth of farming operations using a fleet of robots coming up on Nightly News. There's tumbleweed and then there's Texas tumbleweed. Just ahead, the struggle for a homeowner in Lubbock. Not helped by this, the lack of rainfall yet again. No rain in central Texas today. For the month in the year, only seven hundredths of an inch in the bucket. Lake levels both holding steady. Lake Buchanan eight feet lower than its January average. Your weekend forecast right after this. Well, we want to take you to West Texas now, where some in and around Lubbock are dealing with a full-on tumbleweed invasion. And as you're about to see, they can be a real issue. Mm -hmm. Skylar Soto spoke with a homeowner who says she is overwhelmed because of a construction site right behind her home. I don't know what to do um, besides spending weeks of my own personal time dealing with what we don't feel like was supposed to be our problem. Bridget Turner has been living in West Lubbock for 14 years, but admits she's never had to deal with this many tumbleweeds blowing into her backyard. And then when again, the weather came in, uh, this time, all of those piles seem to just roll right over our fence into our backyard. And we are left with a huge issue of which we don't know what to do. Turner says it's physically impossible to handle without large equipment. It would take us weeks. We don't have what we need to haul them off. Um, I really don't feel like it's my responsibility to pay a company to come in and take care of what, in my opinion, is not our problem. And not only is it a fire hazard. I can't get to my animals very well. I can't let my animals be out because they will be coated in these weeds. Um, I can't really get into my gates or out of my gates without constantly having to move them. 
Okay, I was thinking mm -hmm. tumbleweed this size, not no. <laughs> yeah, like wall. person size. It looks like the headache, though, may be that woman's for a little while because the city of Lubbock is providing several convenience containers around the city for people to try to drop those off. It's also providing free access to the landfill, but it looks like that's probably going to take her a lot of trips. Yeah, you think? You say? Absolutely. And, you know, I confirmed meteorologically what we've always known, the old trope. Tumbleweeds thrive in dry weather. It's true. It helps mm. the plant grow. And look at the drought conditions out there. West Texas under a severe, even extreme levels of drought. The lack of rain not helping their situation, unfortunately. Back here at home, boy, it's been a beautiful day again. It was a little cloudier for the first half of the day, but it is 78 degrees on your Friday evening happy hour plans. This is 13 degrees warmer than it was yesterday. Everybody a good amount warmer than we were 24 hours ago, as you see there. This is all fueled by a change in the wind direction. South winds have gotten breezy 10 to 20 miles an hour, even some higher numbers than that out in Gillespie County. This is coming in ahead of the next storm. Fortunately, no jump in the cedar count, even with the winds picking up today. Cedar is high, mold is medium. Overall, these are similar concentrations for your allergies to what we had yesterday. Just a few clouds out there over West Texas this evening. Overall, pleasant weather across the state, but a little disturbance, which you can see better on our special water vapor satellite, is moving right here towards southern California. A piece of this is breaking off and coming here, changing our weather pretty dramatically tomorrow, maybe even providing some thunderstorms tomorrow night. So let me show you how this all goes down. Here we are at 11 p.m. Very pleasant Friday evening, so we'll skip over the clear skies. After 11 o'clock, though, the clouds really fill in on the satellite, and by tomorrow morning, it's completely gray like it was this morning, except it's gray everywhere, not just in the Austin area. By 8 a.m., we've got some fog mixed in there. We've got a few little light rain showers. The rain chances only slowly escalate through the day. Not a big stormy day at all, just a little misty, a little damp. Maybe a few passing moderate showers tomorrow evening. Still much of the same. Cloudy, a little damp, maybe something heavier firing east of I-35. The main window that we're thinking could bring actually some heavy thunderstorms now, not tomorrow evening, but late tomorrow night. As the bulk of that little disturbance near Southern California moves overhead, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Sunday morning, this computer model not so excited, but some of these other little, uh, some of these showers indicated here on other computer models could blossom into thunderstorms, maybe some heavy rain, maybe some lightning. This is most likely, again, late Saturday night. By Sunday morning, cloudy skies still lingering from Austin eastward, but then we get rid of this storm system. The sun comes back out, and it'll be a beautiful end to the weekend. Unfortunately, rainfall amounts disappointing yet again, especially from Austin into the hill country. Some of these heavier amounts may transpire over our eastern counties if those storms are able to develop, uh, adding some confidence to the fact that we could see some heavy rain Saturday night. Our partners at the NOAA Weather Prediction Center painting a minimal one out of four threat of what we call excessive rainfall, basically a flood threat in our eastern counties. So we'll be watching that closely and keep you advised through the weekend. Otherwise, it's gray, it's damp tomorrow with highs near 70. I think Sunday is still the better day for outdoor plans, especially after about 9 or 10 a.m. as the clouds break and any chance of rain completely goes away. All right, tonight, very warm as the clouds fill in and south winds blow. Low temperatures no cooler than 62. Tomorrow, 70 as south winds spin around to the north behind the front. A little foggy, a little drizzly. You get the picture. Here comes the pretty weather behind that system. Highs in the 60s for a couple of days, as we would expect this time of the year. But then here it comes again. Breezy south winds next week bump us back into the 70s. Still no big Arctic blasts of cold air coming over the next one to two weeks or more. Just another little Pacific front late next week, keeping the sun out and keeping the humidity low.
Uh, David, thank you very much. Just ahead, we're headed to Hawaii's Big Island for a little history on that volcano that just started erupting again. Hawaii's Kilauea volcano is erupting again on the Big Island. For about two weeks in December, both the Mauna Loa and Kilauea volcanoes were actively erupting at the same time, and then they both fell silent. Kilauea is the island's youngest and most active volcano that first erupted 40 years ago this month. Yamish Alcindor looks at what we've learned about volcanoes in that time. In Hawaii, volcanic eruptions are both feared and revered. Generations have told of the legend of Pele, the goddess of volcanoes. She who shapes the sacred land. It's out of our control. But we can put that feeling of love and aloha out there and just be a part of nature. In modern times, the Kilauea volcano has been spewing lava on a regular basis for decades. Rock, soot, and ash shot out of the earth more than 100 feet in the air. We have an eruption. It's about six blocks away from our house right now. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my gosh. It's, oh my God. It's like big. The heat, I would say, it's uh, what I'm feeling. I'm standing 20 feet away, about uh, 130, 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Kilauea's eruptions have had devastating effects. In 2018, it forced entire neighborhoods to be evacuated. Homes and businesses were destroyed, and people have even been hurt. Lava for the fourth day in a row today in what scientists are calling a major eruption. Lava. On the Big Island, Kilauea started erupting long before 1983. Geologists believe volcanic eruptions formed the first islands 40 to 70 million years ago. The Hawaiian Islands would not exist were it not for volcanoes. Even now, lava from Kilauea is changing Hawaii's coastline. A recent eruption added hundreds of acres of new land to the Big Island. The added land equals the size of roughly 600 football fields of fertile soil on the Big Island's southern coast. For now, the goddess of volcanoes remains calm. Kilauea's crater, once full of lava, has dried up. Her next eruption will be difficult to predict. Praying that the goddess will take care of what needs to be taken care of. Now worldwide, there are more than 1,300 potentially active volcanoes and dozens are currently experiencing an eruption. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.